0: the boys are back the boys are back in town how's everybody doing today hey everybody the boys are back in town indeed I'm Dave this I'm, is Dink I am Dink I spoke for you I didn't <laughs> want to do That's that all right. Um, we are back with episode four of the rock out with your talk out podcast. And if you can probably guess, I'm going to turn this down a little bit. We're going to talk today about some of our favorite bands that remade some of the songs we love and some of the songs we didn't never even heard of before, actually, at, at times. But it's one of my favorites. I wanted to start out with Bon Jovi because I totally love the energy they put in their their remake of, of this song by Thin Lizzy. Um... And, uh, you know, when I thought about this, when we talked about doing this episode, I didn't realize in my mind like how many covers that Bon Jovi's actually done um, either live or a recording of. But, um, you know, one of the ones that stands out for me from the early 90s is they did like an acoustic special. And uh, one of the ones that got a lot of airplay after the fact was a little help from my friends by Joe Cocker. And. It's incredible. I mean, just John's at the top of his game vocally. The band's just killing it. It's the original lineup as well. I think still at that time yep. too. And uh, one of the ones that Dink introduced me to way back in the day, um, not too long after we uh, got to college, is uh, "Help Me Out."
1: I was going to say "Bridge Over Troubled Waters," but it was the other one. They, I mean, they have so many to pick from. Right. Which one was it? Give me the people. Oh, drift away. I'm yes. sorry. Drift they, away. They.
0: Um, they. But- they they got known for a yes. live version of "Drift Away" during the Slippery When Wet tour. That's right, and uh, it's just it, it still gets played, um, you know, in in our circles at least a lot. And they just they killed it vocally more than anything. It's just and it was like at the end of a tour, and it's just one something they wanted to do like get some vocal feedback from the audience and stuff.
1: And that's the best part about Bon Jovi is the harmony vocals between Richie and John are unmatched. Yeah. Um, you know Bon Jovi's still a great live band, but without Richie there doing the harmonies, it's just not quite the same. That's why the classic stuff from the early or late '80s and early '90s, to me, is the best stuff there is. Yeah,
0: there's talk that Richie's coming back. That's what we hear for the 40 year anniversary. That's what I'm hearing. So yeah. I, I hope that's the case. But yeah, and then the only other thing I wanted to add is like you know they've they've uh, recorded a good number of Christmas tunes over you know over a 30 year period too. And uh, please come home for Christmas. Uh, they did on one of the um, a very special Christmas compilations. It's one of my favorites, um, and I kind of like anytime I sing that ver- that song, I sing John's version because it's just it's so good. He kills on it. That's right. So that's that's the first. We're going to try to get through a little more than we typically do because there are so many. But again, there's going to be more than one episode of this. Guaranteed, there's so many we can you know pull from but you know dink and i both pulled from things that we love the most and i wanted to start off with that one i'm going to start this next tune and then dink's going to talk a little bit about it. if you're into what we're into you better know this song For a minute. Oh, yeah. It is a pretty long intro. We're giving them a lot of roll in here, Ding.
1: It's worth it because the musicianship is spectacular.
0: Again, another shout-out to Vito Brada. So I'm going to do a little fade on this.
1: Yeah, so Dave and I are pretty much on the same page with this one. I believe that this is the greatest cover song of all time. I've actually had friends on Facebook send little comments saying, hey, what's your favorite song and this and that? And I said, Radar Love by White Lion, probably my all-time favorite. They just rocked it out so much harder than the original. They did. The original was great. Don't get me wrong. Golden Earring did a great job. But this version is just one of those songs, if you turn it up loud, man, you can rock the house. (laughs) It's just so much fun to listen to.
0: See, and see, this is me having never heard the Golden Earring version that I could remember when I first heard the White Lion version. And when I went back and listened to the Golden Earring version, you know, I I hate to say, like, nothing against them, but, I mean, to me, the song, I mean, obviously they wrote it, so that's, you know, White Line wouldn't have done it if they wouldn't have written it, but, like, their, um, the production on it, the execution of it, um, Golden Earring's version, I mean, it's just, to me, it's, like, sloppy, everything about it, the guitar work, the singing, you know, and maybe maybe it's meant to be that way, but yeah. like the 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 White Lion version is just boom, they just amped it up rock wise. Vito, his fills, everything are just precise. You know, I love Mike's voice on it. I mean, the the whole band was just firing on all cylinders at that point.
1: That in the video was a killer video too, and what it did is it attracted bikers and people that use that song as their yep. theme song. You know, you see bike rallies and stuff, and they're playing Radar Love, and you go to Sturgis and. The music festival, and they're all riding on their bikes listening to Radar Love, so this yeah. really meant a lot to the whole music industry.
0: Yeah, I mean, it did. I mean, it, it, it helped them a lot, I mean, on that album as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, as far as you know, do you... I, I don't think they did any more covers. I can't think of any.
1: I can't think of any... No, to to be honest with you now, I haven't like
0: soundtracks or anything. I can't think of anything. The only thing that we talked about in our last episode that they were in, uh, what, what movie (laughs) money pit Tom,
1: Tom Hanks, movie. So, so,
0: but anyway, touch on that. Um, you know, I don't know if I, you know, I, I, it's too tough to me for me to say that it's my favorite cover of all time, but it's super up there. Top three, top five, something like that. Um, I don't even know which one I would say to be honest. Um, So we're going to
1: We're going to come up to one of my Probably my top My second favorite all time uh, cover tunes So Dave go ahead up to the Crocus That's
0: what I'm doing right now Does
1: anybody know the band Crocus They got labeled as an ACDC clone But when people started hearing this song ACDC wouldn't be able to perform this song Come on now check this out
0: True It really was a known cover, like a popular big cover at the time, and they did a good job on it. By the way, we've seen these guys a couple times at M3, and they they still killed.
1: I know we're talking about the cover songs right now but the band crocus for me goes back to the 70s because when i was living at home in pittsburgh with my older brother once again i blame him for my rock addiction craziness addiction he introduced me to crocus and i've loved crocus since the 70s and dave's right they still tour to these days and still put out good music i think i heard they're on their last tour though i think they are doing the farewell tour so to speak um but when this album came out with ballroom blitz it just the album was called the blitz um this was one of the best cover songs that i ever heard and i th- think they did a great job so
0: i agree with you 100 yep. percent. so this next tune um we kind of gave a little extra <laughs> shout out to it on this episode you can you if you know the album you'll know what we're talking about but you also have a shout out for this as well
1: yep go <laughs> see if you know it
0: Are we allowed to say that? We just did. We we didn't say anything. We just did. Janie did. So you get the idea there. I think they did a great, great remake on this tune.
1: And I was a huge fan of the original by Blackfoot. Yep. Not a whole lot of people in our era know the band Blackfoot because they were a southern rock band from the 70s, kind of got lumped in with the Leonard Skynyrd type of stuff. But once again, my brother introduced me to Blackfoot. This was one of my favorite all-time songs, and then I'm like, I don't know if I want Warren to even trying it. And then <laughs> they came out and they kicked butt, so... And they I was s- extremely happy about it.
0: And they still do that song. Yep. Like I just saw them oh, two yeah. weeks ago, and they, they and they did the tune, and uh, Robert played the uh, harmonica. It was they did a great job of it. Um, but so shout out to Dave Christ. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thanks, brother. He wanted to hear it too, so we we had to put it <laughs> in there for him. That's for you, bro. So the next one, um, we we actually we wanted to talk about these guys on the last episode, and we kind of gave him a little. Um, shout out at the end and we'll they'll they'll come up at different times for sure but um you know these guys are supposed to be the next van halen which i don't know that i ever understood completely only because ted temple produced them ted templeman produced them but um we just want you to give this a listen and we'll talk a little more So again, you know, definitely uh, a modern rock sound. I I shouldn't say a modern rock sound. At the time, it was a modern rock sound um, from like more of like a a solely R and B ish type tune, and uh, I mean, I love their take on it. I I knew obviously knew the original and liked it, but never really thought much about it until I heard their version of it. And I just think they uh, put their own spin on it, and uh, <laughs> Mark screaming on it and such, and, and, and I dig it.
1: And, and I'm conversely to Dave, I hated the original. I never wanted to hear it ever. And then when I heard this version, I'm like, Yeah, that's now right. I like it. Now it's good. Now yeah. it's good. It's it's even great live. And Dave goes back to the, or he mentioned the Van Halen comparisons. And it's true. If you watch Mark on stage back in the day, he did the jumping from the risers that David Lee used to do. He used to do the hold the mic and bend back and touch it. You know, did all that stage antics that David Lee Roth was famous for. But he did it great. And you know what? We've seen him in recent years, 30 years later.
0: When they got back together. Still
1: does it. Still does it. We actually saw him at M3. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Dave wasn't there. <laughs> so we saw them. No, no, I saw him. I no, was there. Oh, you were there at the M3 when the re, the original members? Uh, I was, most certainly. Uh, all right. Cause, so anyway, the original members got back together, and that was just... I lo- loved it so much. And yeah. And they, they were uh, walking around the venue. One of our friends, Leslie, got to hang out with the bass player, Lonnie Vincent. So... Just a great band to see live. And that, that was one of the showstoppers for my weekend at M3. Yeah, Bullet me, Boys. Me for sure. as well. And
0: I, I mean, I was, that was one reason I was so excited to go. They, they got back together, original lineup, um, at the, like right at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic, which right. was the worst time ever. And, um, they were together a little over two years and things fell apart again, unfortunately. But for the time they were together, they did some uh, like, uh, live stuff via the web, and did do some shows, including M3, and they killed. I mean, they were just they were on fire and things. But going back to the Van Halen comparison, the, the thing that bugs me about it is the only thing that you can compare them to is the frontman portion of it, in my opinion, because like Eddie and um, help me out with the um, lead guitarist,
1: uh, Mick Sweeta.
0: Mick. I mean, I love Mick, and you know, I, I think of all the three instrumentals three instrumentalists in the band and i just i don't compare them to any of the instrumentalists no. that were in van halen no. so it's all about the the front man and and the lead vocals that's kind of about right. it so but i mean and there's you know they they were super similar in what they did it's just that you know compared to the whole band eh, maybe yeah. not right maybe not um so that's all we'll say about the bullet boys for the moment um these guys we gave a little shout out to i think in episode one and then we had to cut it because of some of our blubs, our flubs. (laughs) So again, one of our favorites, we'll be talking about them as well, but I think they just did an excellent job. Again, More Energy rocked up their original version of this song, which I don't know that I had heard. Uh, I definitely did hear, now I think about it, before this, but uh, they put their own spin on it, and I just think it was a good job. Here we go. do the harmony.
1: You don't want to hear me sing. You're not that huh? bad. And I, if I'm right, I think the band that did it originally was Badfinger. Yeah. And Badfinger was supposed to be like the next, they were like the baby Beatles. They were supposed to be the Beatles, songs written by the Beatles. They were just like in line to take over the Beatles' throne after the Beatles disbanded, so to speak. But Lily and Axe did a great job of covering that. And uh, once again, we did talk about Lily and Axe in a little bit excess. In the first episode, we'll we'll revisit them again because they've been worthy of praise over the years of still continuing to put out good music and still touring.
0: Yeah, they're uh, again. Let's see, one, two, three. I think their first three to four albums, Killer, yep. Necessity, in your collection if you want them. Um,
1: Poetic Justice, you got it. Yeah. that's that's the best Poetic one.
0: Poetic Justice is the the pinnacle. Yep, and for uh, sure. They they stayed together in formations throughout the '90s and even in the 2000s. Released some albums. With the, with I think uh, a different singer than they even have now. Yes. Am I right? You're correct. And, uh, but now they're kind of on fire again. They just released a brand new um, album. They released, right before that, they kind of released like an archival thing of like all their stuff, some of it redone with their new singer and stuff. And I I like it. They sound great. They do. Um, So check out Lillian Axe. One thing I wanted to say in general about this episode is we want to hear some of your favorite covers. Maybe we've never heard them before. Um, you know, and again, even suggestions about future ones as well for future episodes to talk about.
1: And you could get on and post, uh, comments if you want and say that's band sucked or that song yeah. sucked. You know, we have no problem with that. Tell us your honest opinions, bring things to our attention. We'll go live and learn. You know what I mean? We'll get on the internet. We'll buy some stuff and we'll check it out based on your opinions.
0: Yeah. So let me get this one set up next. I threw this in kind of for good measure, just because, it was a very popular one during the, the heyday. Um, and we'll, I'll add a note to that as well. But I think you might know this next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can imitate Vince's speaking voice. Let me tell you about It is a good version. It is a great
1: for I love it.
0: The video is hilarious. Smoke it in the boys' room. Smoke in the boys' room. And teach it or fill it up with a rule. Because everybody knows that smoking ain't allowed in school. Hey, hey. So a little Motley there for you.
1: Well, this song really takes me back to my teenage years because I look back on, you know, growing up playing baseball, living in a proper family where my dad was a Marine Corps and would drive us to all the games and my teammates would be in the car. And that song would come on and it drove my dad nuts because it's talking about smoking in the boys (laughs) room at school, breaking a rule. You're a Marine. You shouldn't break any rules. But me and my buddies, that got us pumped up before the game. So I loved going to away games where that would come on. And dad, you got to leave it on Come on, it's firing us up. Leave it on. And so, he did, didn't he? And he did. He Good. did. So he he got through it. But uh, yeah, that's a great memory from my youth.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, for me, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, like I, that's when I started getting introduced to Motley, even though they had already had two albums out that crushed before that. Um, and they, this, to me, was you know, this was like their one of their watered down albums. Yeah, for sure. And you know, if you you, of of all people that you know that. You would not think of this guy right here has not seen the dirt yet.
1: I have not. I got it. That's
0: on Netflix to do list. So it's on it. And there's a reason yep. there's a specific reason for that. And we'll tell you another time. But <laughs> the the interesting thing about that album and that time and this song is that if you if you watch the guy that played Vince in the dirt, he was worried to death about this album because he didn't think there were any good songs on it except the cover this cover, and Home Sweet Home. He's like, the rest of it sucks. <laughs> oh, and, my goodness. you know, I, yeah. the way you look at it, I mean, compared to other albums right. and, as a whole, he was kind of right. Um, but there are a few other good tunes on the album.
1: And I saw them live on this tour, too. And I, I hate to say this. I'm not speaking Ill poorly, but they got they got blown off the stage by opening act and YNT that tour. So not a shocker. We will be talking about YNT in length in future episodes, but nothing taken away from Motley Crue because this is a great cover tune. But that tour was, uh, you know, all about Y&T.
0: Yeah, and, and and we've said it already in just our few episodes how Y&T still crushes yep. live. And I mean, Dave McKe- Dave Minichetti is, I he, it, this, uh, when we saw him last, which was a few years ago, he was sixty four and just killing it, still on guitar, vocally, still killing it. He's in the middle. I think he's recovered or uh, pretty close to through his recovery now, but he's dealing with cancer. Yep um but making it sound like you know they're they're still going to make a comeback here and do some more stuff as well.
1: Well, I saw a live show posted somewhere near oh. their homes out in S- Sacramento, California or Beautiful. somewhere in that area so there is a live shows book for the summer.
0: Beautiful. Yay. Um so and you're going to be really shocked about this. But uh the next song we're going to talk about is one of our favorite bands that we just spew about on every episode. <laughs> everybody um, does. Everybody does. Everybody is currently right now as well and if you uh happen to be uh if you're a subscriber to serious x m and you might be uh listening to hair nation which you better if you're watching this um there was a one hour interview uh with tommy london uh tommy London interviewing Nuno the other night uh i think it was what night was it was it monday night Tuesday,
1: I don't know. Uh, yeah i'm not sure anyway
0: and it's i think you can go in the app and and listen to it again but uh so yeah we're talking about extreme again because on one of their like uh, bonus releases back in the day they redid uh, Beatles tune and I think you might know this one such a good tune So you know, uh, it's it's them showing their range again. I mean, they can do anything, and uh, you know, some of their biggest influences are Queen, Beatles, all that stuff. And you know, people that don't know extreme that well would never think that or guess that without giving them a hard listen and hearing their catalog of of things where they just pull out little bits and pieces of all these influences that they have and put them in a song that really doesn't sound like those bands. It's it's their stamp, but.
1: Well, it was great hearing the interview with uh, Tommy Lennon interviewing Nuno the other night because I learned a lot of stuff just listening to Nuno, his admiration for Prince. Yep. Um, Some of the stuff, he was mentioning stuff that I, I still can't hear. He was talking about listening to some old Van Halen stuff. Really old songs, really heavy Van Halen songs. Saying, "I could hear the funk in that song." I'm yeah. like, what like are you mean. Talking? I think he was talking about Mean yeah, Streets. Yeah, Mean and you know all these stuff. I'm like, I hear straight ahead guitar riffs. I don't hear funk. He's like, I could pick out funk in a song, and that Van Halen had some funk in them. I'm like, yeah. what? You? And he, Nuno, had a, a relationship with Eddie Van Halen, which was great. And you know, just one of the. They're one of those bands that, over the years, wished that they had stayed bigger longer. Um, but it seems like they're bringing it back, so we we love what's what's the future holds for them.
0: And as we said, you know, we we said uh, every episode we're just gonna mention generally like new stuff coming out and Nuna or Extreme. I think since our last one has released two new songs simultaneously on the same day because they have balls of uh, an elephant. <laughs> um, you know, they two videos, two brand new singles. They had a, they did a little teaser video of like, oh man, we can't decide what we're going to release next. And the day that they were doing it, they didn't really let anybody know they were there. Uh, Nuno came on and said, you know what? Label only wants us to do one. We said, screw it. We're doing both. So they now have three singles out. Rise, uh, hashtag Rebel, and Banshee. Banshee. Check them out. Winger has two new singles. Uh, your boys, uh, Heaven's Edge, have a new single out. Actually, two, I think, already. And they're going to be, they're now at M3. Next weekend, because uh, we already said this in a previous episode, but Loudness canceled. So they got them, and Dink had a little bit to do with that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just so much new music coming out. So much new music already out. You got to check it out. You got to support these guys. Yep. And uh, get their releases, go see them live, buy their merch, all that stuff. I'm, we're never going to stop talking about that because. No, never.
1: <laughs> the, the more we buy, the more we listen, the more p- comments you leave on their f- pages. Um, They're going to tour. They're going to want to come see the fans that are buying their stuff. They're going to know who you are. They're going to know where you live. They're going to come to you. So
0: that's why you see these shirts and Ah, stuff and all this stuff behind us. I mean, it's us supporting the bands that we love. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if we uh, said it last episode, but Extreme just announced their their their, They announced Australian dates first. And I'm like, oh, I hope to goodness this comes to the U.S. because it's two of my favorite bands, Extreme and Living Color, one of my favorites as well. And that's kind of like the leg one. I'm hoping that evolves and goes, um, you know, continues to go over the U.S. with maybe even more acts. And I'm crossing my fingers and like winger joints. That would be killer. (laughs) That would be awesome. So anyway, so I'm going to start this next tune. Or do you want to talk about it first?
1: Um, Start it. And then because it starts off slow and builds and pace. One of my favorite all time. There's people out there that are either lovers of David Bowie or haters of David Bowie. And I happen to have not been a big fan of the original, but I went and saw the band Saigon Kick several times in concert. Um, have their, their first two CDs are still in heavy rotation in my car right now. I listen to them all the time because they're just so, what's the word, under the radar. That, um, that is a good word. If you see postings by the singer Jeff Scott Soto, he's touring right now with Jason Beeler. So Jason Beeler, if you don't know it, is the guitar player for Saigon Kick. So what you're hearing right now is actually Jason Beeler playing guitar and singing on this song. So he's showing his diversity. But this is just one of those classic, you know, but, but check this out. Wait, it, It's going to grow on pace. I'm going to let Dave play it.
0: By the way, I don't think there are many haters of Bowie.
1: No, but I'm just saying it's a required... Yeah, I know what you're saying. But wait, till they, I'm going to let Dave play this until it kicks in. In our conversations over the years, there's some bands that Dave admittedly... And I admit there's bands that he turns me on to that we don't give that much of a chance in a, a second listen to. And Dave admitted to me Saigon Kicks not one of those bands that he's really given I, a whole I lot just, of... I just, yeah, never took the time. Yeah, and that just happens. But there's songs like these that are just mind-boggling how well they did the, the cover of it.
0: And that's why my my head explodes daily. Because, I, I, you know, there are times... We're talking about this stuff, or, you know, again, this all started from us like just calling each other and blabbing about stuff ad nauseum. We're like, we need to turn this into something. But I think about the music that like I and Dink own and how much of that music that I haven't heard yet. (laughs) Just (laughs) that. I know, I know. And then you add to like the stuff he owns that I don't and the stuff I own that he doesn't. And then you expand that to so many other bands like in my case saigon kick is one of them that you know I, I i know the the few singles and hit the you know the big hit and everything um and i just never took the time and you know he's telling me the first two albums are great blah 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 i need to go check those out at some point and there are so many bands like that that sure. you know got overlooked or just fell you know yep by the wayside because of um the new wave of music and all that stuff.
1: And that's kind of what our talking about is is hoping is that it's going to open in some of your eyes and go, "Oh, I know that song Love is on the Way. Do they sound acoustic like that in all their songs?" Right. And even though the song we just played Space Oddity is a bit acoustic, go check out the rest of their stuff. There's some ripping guitar playing, there's some heavy songs, there's some funky songs. There's they're they're one of the most diverse bands you'll ever hear.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. Um well, I don't agree cuz I don't <laughs> know. I'm just I'm being honest. I was uh focusing on what we're gonna talk about right. next.
1: Well what do you want to talk about next?
0: Well we have a couple like ones we could go on. And I do want to do this one just because I love this song. Yes. I love the song in general and I didn't know until more recently that this person did a remake of it. And you know it's a it's a it's almost uh just like the smoking in the boys room was a little bit controversial to talk about these days with Motley. You know, the same thing goes with who redid this song, Little Vince Neal here. Um you know his first album exposed was this a bonus track off from exposed yeah, okay it
1: was exposed
0: which I, I i don't know how much we said about it yet again another day but just it's a great album it really is and steve stevens is a, a big reason of that and the band in general but he did sing his ass off on this album and uh he, they this came as a bonus track probably at the time probably like a japanese bonus track or something like that i don't know but check it out my band back in the day used to do this song and i have a, a fondness for it here you go oh let me get this up I've got to hear the intro <laughs> steve yeah baby They even produced his vocal, like, classic Chicago. Mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Nice vocals.
1: And I have to admit, I once again admit that I did not like the original. I was never a fan of the band Chicago. I just don't have a taste for bands that use horns, and I'm How sorry. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. Hey, but what I'm what I'm wait. saying. Go ahead.
0: Extreme uses horns.
1: And to be honest with you, the this couple oh. songs that, <laughs> those are my least favorite Extreme songs. But no, what I was going to say is if you listen to Vince Neil's cover version, it's Steve Stevens on guitar from Vin- Billy Idol's band. And he makes perfect fills with guitar fills right. in place of the horns. And I'm like, oh, yeah, when I hear a guitar instead of horns, that makes me happy.
0: I agree. And I mean, the honestly, too, the original version, I am somewhat of a Chicago fan, but the original version, I wasn't, you know, it really didn't do yeah. it much for me. But when my band started doing it live, we did something similar and added like a, rock, a harder edge to it. And that's what made me like the song more. So, And that's definitely what they did on their version. For sure. So that's the, that's the chunk of the episode today. I'm going to give, I'm going to throw dink a bone here because we're going to go out on a song we didn't get to include on this episode. Just keep in mind, you know, this is only one cover song episode. We have a lot to work Uh, from and we'll be doing more again. Tell us your thoughts, um, on other ones you want to hear. And, uh, Things you don't like that you heard, things that you, you know, that you did like that you never heard before. It's all cool just to talk about this stuff and uh, you know, go from there. But we're going to go out with a favorite band of both of ours. And I don't, actually, I didn't know this cover that well existed. But Little Queensryche for you, which they're rare to do cover songs, as you well know. So this one uh, is one of his favorites, a Little Scarborough Fair for you.
1: This goes back to the prime days of the Jeff Scott so, or Jeff Scott, so Jeff Tate on vocals on this song. It's a slow lead in, but you'll probably know this song. You've heard it if if you're if you've been around since the '70s, like Dave and I have been. You're gonna know this song. It's, see if you know it.
0: So we're gonna leave you there today, folks. This is episode four of the Rock Out with Your Talk Out podcast. I am Dave. I am Dink. That's Dink. Yes, I am. You guys take care. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Take care. Peace.